18 years later, I'm losing mine and his is turning colors. But it's good to be with men who love the Lord and men who want to please the Lord. And um, it's just so exciting because you could be somewhere else. But by God's grace, you decided to come and be with us tonight and this weekend. Have a Bible tonight. I want you to turn to the Gospel of John. John chapter 3. I'm from a little town called Rock Hill, South Carolina. Not born there, but that's where I came from. And I've been living there for the last uh, 15, 16 years or so. Uh, I'm originally from Norfolk, Virginia. We went to Rock Hill, South Carolina to start a church. And we've been there ever since 1996. I've got one wife. And... Uh, <laughs> And six children. I could have had six wives and one child. And uh, God so blessed us. We've uh, been married now for 36 years. And I like to say 36 years of pure <laughs> happiness. Pure happiness. Pure happiness. Uh, four boys and two girls. Uh, my youngest, as he mentioned, is at Winthrop University in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I have a daughter who's at Clemson University. She's a six-foot-three volleyball player. You can't mess with her, I'm telling you. The girl can slam dunk. I've got a son who's with the NBC Sports. He's a, a sportscaster and a sports writer for NBC Sports. Another son who's uh, at NASCAR. He's uh, got cut from the Cowboys and wound up with, with NASCAR. And so he's, a, he's the, uh, in the pit crew. He's a jack man. Uh, have a daughter who's a coach and teacher in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And then I have my oldest son, of course, plays for the saints. And God has really blessed us to be here tonight. John chapter 3. I want to talk this weekend about what it really means to be a man of faith. A real man of faith. And in John chapter 3, I think it's a great place for us to start because it's going to give us a, a groundwork for the rest of the talks we're going to have together. John chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. A ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for these men. Thank you for every heart, every soul. We praise you for your word. We pray your Holy Spirit, Lord, would speak to us. Give us understanding of your word. Give us a heart to embrace it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we think about a man of faith, I'm thinking about those men who have decided they refuse to trust their own human effort to make themselves right with God. They refuse to trust their own human effort and merit to make themselves right with God. Unless you come to that point, you can't be a man of faith. The only other alternative is to be a man of works. You must come to a point in your life where you decide, I cannot be right with God by my own effort. There must be something or someone else to make me right with God. When we read about Nicodemus here in this passage of scripture, it makes me kind of uneasy because all of us think of people that we think are really great people. They're just a really good guy. Oh man, he's a great guy. And that kind of guy doesn't need Jesus. Nicodemus is the kind of guy you would say, what need does Nicodemus have of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is for people who have problems. He's for people who have physical problems. He's for people like Bartimaeus who stood by the road one day and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
And the Bible said they tried to quiet him. And the more they tried to quiet him, he yelled out the more, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that Jesus stopped and said to Nicodemus, what would you have me to do, Nicodemus? Not Nicodemus, Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus said, I will want to receive my sight. Those are the kind of folks that Jesus spends time with. Those are the kind of folks who need Jesus. People like the paralytic that they lowered through the ceiling. Those kinds of people need Jesus. The people that are, have spiritual problems like the gathering demoniac. The man has a legion of demons in him. Those kinds of people need Jesus. Mary Magdalene needed Jesus. She was demon possessed. Those are the kinds of folks that we go to and say, you really need to get to know the Lord. Those kinds of folks. People with moral issues. Those are the people who need Jesus. Like the woman in John chapter 8, she was caught in the midst of adultery in the very act. And they brought her to Jesus. Oh, she really needed Jesus, didn't she? Those are the folks in your neighborhood who need Jesus. Not people like Nicodemus. Nicodemus? Nicodemus the faithful churchgoer Nicodemus Nicodemus the deacon in the church Nicodemus need Jesus you gotta be kidding you see to be a man of faith you come to the point where you realize there's nothing that you can do of your own human effort to make you right with God and, and so when Jesus saw Nicodemus that day the Bible says that Jesus Christ could look at a man's heart he can see through all the facade he can see through all the pretense and he saw the heart and nature of Nicodemus. And what kind of man did Jesus see that night? Go back to the passage of scripture. Let's discover what kind of man Nicodemus really is. The Bible says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a privileged man. Privileged. When we talk about being privileged, we normally talk about it in an economic sense. We'll say things like, he came from a very privileged family. That means they had some money. But Nicodemus had a privilege that went far beyond money. The Apostle Paul raises a question in Romans chapter 3. Paul says, what advantage is it in being a Jew? Paul says, much in every way. For to the Jew was given the very oracles of God. He goes on in chapter 9 of the book of Romans and Paul says, to the Jew was given the adoption and the glory, to the Jew was given the temple, to the Jew was given the patriarchs. And through the Jewish people, through the flesh, came the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul says to be a Jew was to be privileged. So when Nicodemus came to Jesus, he came as a very privileged man. He had the benefit of the scripture. He had the benefit of revelation. He had the benefit of the temple. He had the benefit of the sacrifices. All those things that pointed towards Jesus, he had it. He was privileged. And somehow we think that because we are privileged, that makes us right with God. In verse 3, Jesus says to this very privileged man, he says, you must be born again. Except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. What a shocking thought to Nicodemus. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm privileged. I'm a Jew. I have all those covenant promises pointing to me. And maybe you're here today and you say, you know, I, I go to a very, very good church. And maybe you're privileged by being in a great church, great pastor, great teaching. But you can be privileged and not be born again. You could have been raised in a godly home, 
godly mother, godly father, but you never came to trust the Lord Jesus Christ, you're privileged. But Jesus says you must be born again. You could be the kind of person that, uh, that uh, man, you understand biblical truth. You're privileged. But just like Nicodemus, perhaps you're the person that's not born again. So when Jesus sees Nicodemus, he sees a man who's very privileged. And he says to the privileged man, ye must be born again. Look back at verse 1 again. There was a man of the Pharisees. Nicodemus was a privileged man and a religious man. He took his religion seriously. The Pharisees developed in between the book of uh, Matthew and the book of Malachi. And uh, they were called the Cassidims. They were the separated ones. And Nicodemus believed some good doctrine. Nicodemus believed in the resurrection. Nicodemus believed in the spirit world. He believed in the angels and demons. He believed there was a hell. Nicodemus believed there was a judgment day. He believed that. He was very religious. And as a Pharisee, he was a teacher in the synagogue. He was relied upon from people to speak the truth of God's word. Very religious. Nicodemus memorized the Old Testament. Nicodemus was religious. And Jesus says in verse 3 to this very religious man, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. A man of faith has to be more than a religious man. Guys, there are plenty of religions in the world. Just take your choice. Religion, religion oozing through our culture. I was in the grocery store the other day and, and the guy was stocking the shelf, talking to the other person stocking the shelf, telling the other person how one of his life has changed since he started wearing a crystal. <laughs> He's wearing this crystal around his neck and now his life is so fulfilled. He's religious. Very religious. And so Jesus says to this very religious man, you must be born again to see the kingdom. And religion can never make a man right with God. I spend a lot of my days in prisons and also in the jails. And I, I talk with guys about the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are many guys in jail who are very religious. And I often say to them that religion, religion can, uh, it can uh, convert you. But only Jesus can save you. A man can become religious and be converted. A man can become religious and stop smoking dope. A man can become religious and do many great things, but only the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ can save you. And so Nicodemus, you're religious. You got all the garb on that you ought to have on as a religious man, but you must be born again. Jesus said that to Nicodemus. Could Jesus say that to you tonight? You might say to the Lord Jesus, I went to man camp. I was singing when they were singing. I had my Bible. I was reading. I went to man camp. I could have been home doing something else. But I came to man camp. And Jesus would say to you, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. What kind of man was Nicodemus? Nicodemus, the Bible says, was a ruler of the Jews. Nicodemus was a man of great influence. When Nicodemus walked down the street, people said, on all the talk shows of the day. Front page of the magazine. You know why? Because Nicodemus was part of the Sanhedrin. 
the supreme court of Judaism. Nicodemus had in his hands with other men life and death. He was a final authority in Judaism. He had much influence. And perhaps he thought because of my influence, I'm okay with God. Maybe you have much influence in your church, in your community, on your job. And sometimes our influence makes us think we are right with God. There are many people who influence. They influence the church. They make their plan. They influence the pastor. Influence that committee. You name it. They are on the cutting edge of influence in their culture. And so was Nicodemus. And Jesus said to him in verse 3, Except a man is born again, Nicodemus, he, he can't see the kingdom of God. All the influence in the world was not enough to make Nicodemus right with the Lord. Look at verse 2. The Bible says that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. Oftentimes people talk about Nicodemus. They say, you know, Nicodemus was afraid. He was a chump. He was ashamed. He went to Jesus by night. Well, the Bible didn't say that. Where do you go at night? Where do you go at night? Nicodemus went to Jesus. Where are you going at night? What are you doing at night time? Nicodemus went to Jesus. He was a searching man. Jesus didn't come to him. Nicodemus was searching. He was searching for answers. Perhaps he wanted to know about the kingdom of God. And that's why Jesus jumps on the kingdom of God issue. Because Jesus knows his heart. Maybe he wanted to know, are you really the Messiah? Maybe there were questions overflowing in his heart and he came to Jesus by night because maybe he just got off work. I don't know. The Bible didn't say. But he was searching. But you can be a searching man tonight and not know Jesus Christ and not be born again and not on your way to heaven. You're just searching. I talked to guys on college campuses and they said to me, I'm just searching. My oldest son was on a plane riding back from the game and he was on the plane and, and Tom Brady said, come come back here. And Tom said to him, Ben, when did you become a Christian? When did, when did uh, you become so religious? And Ben shared his testimony. And he said, what about you, Tom? And Tom says, well, I'm kind of searching. I'm reading on Islam. I'm reading on Buddhism. I'm reading on Hinduism. I want to try all the things out. He's searching. He's searching. He's searching. And we all search. We search for this, 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 this void to be filled but only Jesus Christ can fill that void he says I I want to know I, I want to know except that man be born again Nicodemus do you realize that some people in your community when they get high they're searching do you realize that some people who, who become the uh, uh, the the uh, the guy who goes from woman to woman to woman to woman to woman, he's searching, he's longing for something. We're craving. We're craving for things to fill a void that it can't fill. The guy who, who becomes a class clown, he's craving. He wants attention, but he wants attention from God. And he's trying to find it in all the wrong places. The girl who, who uh, loses her virginity and she gives up her body to men, oftentimes she's searching for true love. We are a searching people. Nicodemus, except a man is born again, he cannot enter, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We're all asking questions, aren't we? When I was 15 years of age, 
things began to happen in my life. I had three basic questions, and I couldn't get answers to them. The first question was a question of origin. I went to my parents and I said, what, 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 do, what do people come from? Uh, I don't know. I, I know, we, I, I know we know we had you, but what people come from, I don't know. Folks are asking that kind of question. It's a question of origin. The other question I had was a question of purpose. I wanted to know what was the purpose for me being here? What's the purpose of life? I saw things around me, and as a 15-year-old kid, I understood something. Everything had a purpose. You walk through that door today, and you sit in a chair. That chair has a purpose, doesn't it? That chair has a purpose, and you sit your buttock in the chair. You didn't use that chair to clean out your nose. That's not a good nose picker. You got this one, you put your underwear on, you put it on. You didn't put it on your head, did you? You picked up your toothbrush and you brush your teeth. You didn't brush your hair. Because everything has a purpose. And it dawned on me at 15 years of age, I didn't have a purpose. And what scared me was the question of destiny. Where was I going to go when I died? No one could answer that question. Those three crucial questions. So Nicodemus, you're searching. And Jesus says, the issue is, except the man, Nicodemus, is born again, he cannot enter, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was a discerning man. Look at verse 2. Listen to what he says. Nicodemus says, we know. There are some folks other than myself. Nicodemus is speaking for the Jewish leaders. He says, we know. We know you are a teacher who's come from God. For no man can do what you do except God be with him. He is discerning about Jesus. He knows that Jesus is something different. He hasn't come to a full understanding of who Jesus is, but he understands something. Jesus isn't some average teacher. He didn't go far enough. Nicodemus said that Jesus was a teacher come from God, but Jesus is God come to teach. He didn't get that part. He didn't understand he was actually talking to God face to face. Didn't catch that. But he was discerning above others. What about you? What have you discerned of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you come to the point to discern that he is your creator, he created you? And if he created you, that means you're obligated to him? One of the tragedies of our school systems is to teach kids there is no creator. And the moment I do that, I do damage to you. The moment I tell you you are some cosmic accident, you are some advanced monkey, I do damage to you. Isn't it amazing we'll tell children that, then they go to school and act like a monkey and we kick them out of school. That's amazing. They act like a monkey, so you suspend them from school. You told me I was a cosmic accident. I'm acting like one, and then you're going to punish me for that. Nicodemus was discerning. He knew far more than most people do about Jesus. But he didn't come to the right conclusion. He didn't go far enough. He didn't really come to the point to realize that he was God in the flesh. He didn't really come to understand who he was at that point. And Jesus said, you must be born again. Look at verse 4. Nicodemus was also a very confused man. You may be here tonight very confused. You've heard people talk about Jesus. You go to church from time to time, but you're confused. Nicodemus thinks about what Jesus says, and look at verse 4. Nicodemus says, 
unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Look at verse 9. Nicodemus says, How can these things be? Nicodemus is thinking, wait a minute, I'm an old man. What are you saying to me? Are you saying to me I must go to my mother and re-enter her womb? Even if you could, she would say no. <laughs> no, you know, you, you did it one time, you ain't going to live again. But that's what he's thinking. You're saying to me I've got to go find my mother and be born again. He's confused. Hey, what about you? Would you share with somebody that you were confused? Or do you walk around just repeating Christian jargon like you understand what you're saying and folks don't know that you don't even know what it's all about? Had a young man at my church and he joined and uh, he gave his life to the Lord. Then he got angry. He came to our church from Spartanburg, South Carolina. We're in Rock Hill, that's about an hour away. And he moved to our area. He got angry. I said, what's wrong? He says, I'm mad. Why are you mad? I belong to a church all of my life. And no one ever told me how to get right with God. I said, let me tell you something. I want you to do an experiment for me. Will you? He said, yeah. When you go back home to visit, I want you to go back to your church. And the first deacon that you see, go to him and say, Mr. Jones, whatever your name is, could you tell me how to get right with God? He came back and said, he said to me, he didn't know. He didn't know. Don't be shocked. I guarantee you, if we took a poll at your church, there will be people who could not articulate how a man gets right with God. Don't assume that the person next to you understands it. Even though they were raised in church, don't assume they understand what it really means to be born again and to know Jesus Christ. Nicodemus was confused and there are people confused. I was watching a TV show last week of pastors who decided they don't believe God exists but they keep on preaching because they're getting paid. They're confused. And so Nicodemus says, what do I have to do? And Jesus responds to Nicodemus. He brings him to the point where he wants him to be because Jesus wants Nicodemus to understand what it really means to be born again. Nicodemus, if I talk to you about physical things, you don't get it. How can you get it if I talk to you about spiritual things? When you share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, don't depend upon your power of persuasion. When you're sharing about the Lord Jesus Christ, something else is taking place. It's not about you. The Holy Spirit of God has to open a man's understanding. The Bible says the preaching of the cross are to them who perish foolishness foolishness. The scripture says that a natural man cannot receive or understand the things of God. You've got to be praying, Lord, may your Holy Spirit open his understanding, open his blinded eyes, open his heart to the good news of Jesus Christ. It wasn't because you talked so well that somebody came to Christ. It wasn't because you were so persuasive. If anybody comes to Christ, it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God and the word of God penetrating their hearts. And so Jesus says, Nicodemus, let me give you a Bible lesson. You know the Bible, right, Nick? Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, you, you, you will call the book of Numbers, don't you? I'm adding into the word. Yeah. 
Do you recall when Moses raised up the serpent? The scripture says the people continued to backbite, they continued to complain, and God sent in fiery serpents amongst the people. And the serpents began to bite the people. And the people cried out to Moses, and God said to Moses, take a brazen serpent, put it on the pole. If men will look up, they'll be healed. Look up in faith. And Jesus says to Nicodemus, that was a picture of me. As that serpent was raised on the pole, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. The Old Testament was a picture book of Jesus Christ pointing to him. Nicodemus, Nicodemus has a picture in his head now. He has an understanding of what it means to trust by faith. Those people who were delivered in the book of Numbers, they weren't healed because of their effort. It was all about grace, all about faith. You see, to be a man of faith is to come to the point where you stop trusting your own human effort. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. The Bible says that he saved us, not because of deeds but done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy and grace. I remember I was 15 years of age and I was watching television and uh, I was a Nicodemus kid that's why I love Nicodemus I was a Nicodemus boy I was a boy who uh, was president of the honor society I was a boy who was captain of the track team I was a boy who was on the football team and the wrestling team I was a boy that you would trust your daughter to date me I was a virgin boy I was a kid that people would say, oh, wow, that's a great kid. But great kids have to understand they need to be born again. I understood there was a sense of no purpose in my life. And I heard a guy sharing the good news of Christ. His name was Billy Graham. And in front of my television said I understood something. Ken Watson could do nothing to make himself right with God. Part of why I play sports, I don't know why you play football. I'll tell you why I play football. I play football because... People paid attention to me when I played football. Sure and then, got my name in the paper and everything. You walk down the hall of the school, the girls be waving at you. Ah, you come, come to the game tonight? Give me a kiss. Okay, I'll score for you tonight. Wake up in the morning, run downstairs, get the newspaper, look for your name. People, people just talked about you. It fed my ego. When I heard him sharing the gospel, it dawned on me. What I was craving for in sport was already in the scripture. Jesus recognized me at the cross. He recognized me at the cross. And at the cross, Jesus Christ didn't just die because he loved me. Yes, John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but Jesus Christ also died because Jesus Christ was the only one who could satisfy God's holiness on your behalf. It wasn't only about love. It was about the fact that he could say it is finished. He had successfully satisfied God's holiness for me. You keep on trying to get right with God, you'll never do it. It's grace. You keep on trying to get right with God, you'll never do it. It's faith and trusting. You keep on trying to get right with God, you'll never do it. There's no other way for salvation except through the Lord Jesus Christ. Nicodemus apparently heard that message and at some point Nicodemus came to trust Christ. Nicodemus became a man of faith not a man of works. Men of faith try hard. Our works try hard. 
and they try harder and harder and harder. And they can never come to the point to say they've made it. Hey, brother, suppose you score an 85. Would that be enough to satisfy a holy God? 85, pretty good score. You better take it. <laughs> oh, he said he'll be plus man. Oh, I'll give you a 93, 92. That, that'll work? Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> suppose you scored a 95 on the test. Would you, would you take that? I mean, that's a pretty good Nicodemus score. You score a 95, would you take that? Yes, I would retake it. You retake it. Yes. Suppose you scored a 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
you're the guy I'm talking to tonight. Or maybe you say, you know what, I've never really considered that you're the guy I'm talking to tonight. Let's have a word of prayer. And if you're the, that person that the Spirit of God speaks to you, I'm going to ask you to respond to the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, your words are, are clean and pure. The Lord Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He wasn't talking to a prostitute. He wasn't talking to a wild man. He wasn't talking to an evil man, as it were. He wasn't talking to someone, God, who was a lunatic. He was talking to Rabbi Nicodemus, a moralist, a religionist, a man of great influence, a man of great privilege. Because just like Rabbi Nicodemus, we all need to be born again. The message is for us. And so maybe tonight you would say to the Lord, Lord, I, I've heard your word. I, I haven't trusted you. I'm not born again. I'm not born from above. I'm not born of the spirit because I haven't put my trust in Jesus Christ. But tonight I want to nail it home. I want to respond to you in faith and say to you, Lord, I turn from trusting my own way. I repent of sin. I turn from my own way and I put my trust in Jesus Christ. I ask that tonight he would be my savior and my Lord. I surrender me to him. Not just the words of my lips, not just my human efforts. I surrender me. And so perhaps tonight, guys, maybe you're here tonight and you say, Ken, tonight I want to nail it home. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right where you are. If that's you tonight, I want to nail it. I want to express my faith in Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. I want you to raise your hand because I want to spend a few moments with you after we get finished in the Word of God to try and encourage you in your newfound faith. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And as we close tonight, all of you guys who know the Lord Jesus Christ, don't make assumptions. Don't assume that because a guy is a nice guy, he's okay. Be loving enough and caring enough and courageous enough to share with him that he needs to be born again and present to him the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the brother who lifted up his hand before you tonight, lifted up his heart. Lord, I pray that you would uh, solidify in his heart that conviction by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.